And we're live. You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network. Hello. Hi. It's been a day. It's been interesting. (laughs) Boy, do we have other things to talk about other than winter. By the way, if you ordered the snow, I think I'll already give you a 30-year curse. No, the snow's fine. We enjoyed the snow. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? It's the cold that's the problem. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Brenda, darling. Oh. Are you? Hey. So what do you want to take on first? AOC and for once her and Ted Cruz agreeing, but sh- not really. Tied she ain't up. having it. Yeah, she ain't having it. Yeah, I, I. That's a beautiful place to start. I think that one's great. Hi, Mika. Oh, yeah, so, oh, my God, y'all. GameStop is creating enough issues for everyone, and then we have the AOC deal. It has been a week. Well, let's start out and explain what went on. Okay. Since, you know, we said some, some people have said we have misspoken, and it's like, no, 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 we didn't misspeak. We're talking about this, but this went a little bit deeper than what we alluded to on Tuesday. Okay. Um, On Tuesday, we talked about GameStop hitting these big time lies and how it was real shocking and allowing things to get a little bit bigger. And, you know, AMC is now getting bailed out. Nobody really liking it. Well, billionaires aren't liking it. Yeah, billionaires aren't liking it. Some normal people that go, oh, you know, I have a hundred bucks. I can buy five shares of this stock that, you know, I want to go to the movies or I can go buy five shares of this stock because, damn it, I spent enough hundred dollars there. A trip into GameStop for us is at minimum a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and some of this, like the key part of this, what's going on is you have a group of investors that are are not really exactly what you would typically call investors. No. Effectively, these are people who are treating the stock market the same way you should take it if you take $100 and go shove it into one of the kiosks 
for lottery tickets. Uh-huh. Enjoy. Have fun. Uh-huh. Like, enjoy your scratch-offs. Enjoy watching the numbers on, you know, Tuesday and Friday night. Or, you know, whatever all nights there are. That's it. That's, you know, nine to, like, almost 100% what's going to happen. Uh-huh. And see, that's how this is being treated. Yeah, this is what's happening. They have a list, and it was up, and then, of course, you know, somebody over at Reddit took it down of stocks that the hedge funds had put in shorts on. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to short sell this at. Yeah. On. We'll make you pay it. Well, and and that's the whole deal, is the, the this is a group of people who know there's a high likelihood that they're not going to make any money on what they're investing. Or they're making a damn killing and nobody really knows it yet. Well, that's arguable. Um, Because most of them are doing this with the intent to hold it. They're not day trading. Yeah. They're going in and they're blowing $100 as a coordinated effort of multiple people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's part one. It does effectively create like a pump and dump situation, but it isn't like no one misspoke. Everyone knows that like GameStop is circling the drain. Mm-hmm. No one, no one ever said they well, were circling the drain. It's now it debated if they're not going to be able to pull out of this now mm-hmm. because the investors have done it. However, they pissed off one in, one investment company Got, has a federal class action suit against them this morning. Well, yeah, yeah. Robinhood, remember that company that we were talking about? And I'm like, mm, nah, I like, I like E Trade. E Trade, I can go in and buy what I want for the amount of money I want, the amount of shares I want, as long as they're whole shares, I can buy them. There you go. E Trade may have broken federal law. Actually, I'm sure they've broken feral law. Hi, hi Ashley. Ashley. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mika. Hi, Brenda. <sighs> so, so now they have a quack action lawsuit for restricting trading yesterday on the hit stocks. Yeah, because it literally started to become a situation in yeah. which there's no illegal, technic, no technically illegal behavior. Right. Like you're, you're, these are individual investors. They're well aware of the risk they're taking and the fact that they could take a hundred bucks and, you know, throw it down a toilet with potentially better returns on investment. Mm-hmm. Like that, in terms of approach to invest, mm-hmm. they know this. Um, you know, no one's getting scammed. Like it's very clear what they're doing. The hedge funds are the ones that are are absolutely losing their shit. Right. Um, because what effectively happened is they sold shares they didn't have. Like they borrowed shares mm-hmm. and said, you know, hey, if if you know when this price goes down, we'll make a make a killing on this. Mm-hmm. The price went up. Okay, if we had been talking about they bought, you know, like $10, 
shares and the price went up to like $2 or buy $2 to $12, it would have been like, oh, well, that was a sucky investment. Mm -hmm. um, at this point, the, the, the meteoric rise um, has caused them to hit a, a little bit of a trigger. Mm -hmm. which is they have to have equity in that account of 25% of the market value. The market value is really effing high right now. Mm -hmm. Very high. Okay, so what had happened is the, 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 and I never can remember its name, the stupid little hedge fund, but stupid little hedge fund bought half a million dollars worth as I remember all this, half a million dollars worth of these of uh, 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 short sales. Mm -hmm. That's what they had. That's what they started at back when the price was down, you know, in toilet circling land. Yeah. This much of a change means their $500 million is now requiring like $5 billion. Uh-huh in order to or somewhere in that neighborhood to get back into happy happy joy land they don't have it they don't have it like They're this wasn't supposed to happen this company is going whole oh, crap mm -hmm. because what's effectively had to happen is other hedge funds have had to step in and lend them money mm -hmm. you know which kind of funny it's sort of like if you go to vegas and you you know bat 500 million on red mm -hmm. and you know you're expecting to win and that's everything you got to play with and it comes up black and then your buddy hands you some chips to go play again right yeah that's how that's working out right now that's that's how well that's working no I find it hilarious. It is probably going to end up totally destroying the stock market. No, I think that it will actually redefine the stock market. Hopefully. Well, and when I say destroy, that's kind of what I mean, is this is going to get worse before it gets better, is my, my take on it. Yeah. Is it? Let's see where MMM is today. Which that's game stock symbol is MMMM. 3M.co is at $175 and it has stabilized. GameStop is MMM? I thought it was GME. I thought it was MMM. No, MMM. Yeah, GameStop is currently at $325 a share. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Yeah, and it's... And it, they don't even know. have... I'm in my investing account. They okay. can't even give me a projection. Yeah, no. MMM, I think, is literal 3M. Not a bad investment, by the way. Not at... Well, typically, no. Ooh, 3M's down. Well, not that much. 4.23... Ooh, God. It's bad for the year. Oh, no, it's actually doing, it's trending up. It's just right. having a rough, like, month. They're going to. It's after Christmas. Everyone has more tape than they need. 
Well, fair. Um, but yeah, no, they're down like 2018. They were having a beautiful time, mm -hmm. but they're still only moved within like $75 from their high, no. uh, five year high. What is Apple AEE? Oh, I thought it was APL. All right. Let me see what APL is trading at. Unless I'm really bad. Nope. I was wrong. AAPL. Sorry, things I do actually slightly remember from like economics class because we had to go through the whole like econ uh, stock market challenge thing. It is more. It is a larger investment by stock in GameStop than it is by a stock in Apple. Mm hmm. Yeah, Apple's at only 137 at closing today. Yeah. Yeah. But for those that don't get this, here's a basic understanding of what went on. Somebody said, all right, guys, we're going to, y'all guys bank up your Christmas money, take up your, you know, stock up your grocery money. We're going to buy Mattel stock. Everybody is predicting they're going to JCPenney's. They could do this with JCPenney's. We could do this with JCPenney's if we had enough listening audience. Mm -hmm. Literally go and buy one, two, 30, 50, you know, everybody together buy your shares into this company and prop it up. Yeah. Though for comparison, Amazon is currently at 3206. Yes, that is $3,206 a share right now. Mm -hmm. Like I just did a quick look uh, for the highest uh, stock prices. Yeah, Amazon uh, there. Now, if they had bought Am if someone had bought Amazon 15 years ago, mm -hmm. there was a large debate on whether they would stay on the stock market. Oh, absolutely. Of course, now the highest is Berkshire Hathaway. Mm -hmm. At uh, $344,000, $344,100, excuse me, that's per share. That's a lot of money. That one share, one share, one little share for Berkshire Hathaway, $344,000 just to play. Right. Like, oh, so yeah, we're talking about GameStop at like, you know, at 300 and something. And it's like, yeah, this is pocket change for billionaires. Like this is crap you find in their couches. Well, it may be crap they find in their couches, but it's sure making them squeaky like a pig. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're holding a lot of it. Because hedge funds buy thousands of shares, not one or two. Right. Yeah, like JCPenney's. Right now, it is 33 cents a share. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to, like, trying to even put this in, like, terms for, like, a, a hedge fund what this would be like in average daily life. Mm -hmm. And I, I, like, no one, I can't think of anything anyone buys in enough quantity mm -hmm. that, you know, if, this is almost like, I, I can't even find words to be like, you know, 
I like I, I don't know. I got nothing. Hi, Dottie. Like, I keep trying to turn it into something else so that I can, like, make a comparison. I can't even with this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just crazy. No, this is fun. This is the stock market I'm used to. Well, yeah, but this is also... Now, there was a fun little, like, trivia piece in the whole Reddit uh, aspect of the story. That's now moved to Telegram for those wanting to follow this. Oh, well, there we go. Yes, it's um, all over the stock place. They've moved over to Telegram, and they plan on continuing this. Many of them have opened up other trading accounts and had other trading accounts other than Robinhood. Mm-hmm. hmm Robinhood will probably go under. Oh, I'm pretty sure Robinhood's going to have a bad day. Now, Elizabeth Warren has jumped in on this. Oh, she has. Now, what does she have to say? She is, she's trying to walk the middle line. She always does. Yeah, like, like there's bad actors on both sides right now. Uh-huh. And no one's having it. Like, uh-huh. she is getting eviscerated online. Uh-huh. Um, because she has called on the Securities Exchange Commission uh-huh. to start answering some questions. Uh-huh. But she's walking it from both directions. That, you know, this is bad for this. This is bad here. This is bad here. This is bad here. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. The big problem is you knew this. You knew this, uh, like, as in the world has known this since 2008. Uh Uh-huh. We have seen this. This was the last massive bailout we had to do was 2008. Great, big, giant, massive bailout. You knew there were all these bass backward stock trading things that were possible, right. that were common, you know, things that are perfectly legal to go do, yeah. that are all built around betting on negatives. Yeah. And you... You bailed out all these uh, these banks for you know not playing fair mm-hmm. right, and being stupid mm-hmm. and you know creating a disaster. You did that. Um, you haven't done fuck all for any of the uh, individual investors who had their retirement accounts wiped out, who had you know massive gut wrenching losses. Or any of the people who lost their home. Mm-hmm. Like nothing happened for them. And now you want to go, wait, 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 wait a minute. We need to stop right here because this is bad. It's like, yeah. no, it is. I mean, it is. Don't get me wrong. It is bad. This is bad. This has always been bad. Um, but there's been like a, a slew of things that have happened to get here. Um, the first has, like, if you want to go all the way back, it was day trading. Day trading led to, you know, simple, easy online trading accounts. Okay. Those still have the bad in that. Well, pardon? Where's the bad in that? No, 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 no. I'm just saying this, we didn't get here overnight. None of the individual things are bad, but this is the road to get here. Well, no, because here's the facts. 
let's say everyone that listens to our podcast, so our average listening audience is around 10,000 per episode. If we all went out and bought one share mm-hmm. of one struggling company, mm-hmm. we can do that on our individual things. Example, like JC Penney's. Well, and investment clubs are a thing. Yeah. Like, that's not a problem. No one cares. Mm-hmm. And you can sit and have a conversation amongst yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as no one's lying to you about what, you know, this company's about to do. Right. Like, if someone sat here and said, oh, GameStop, oh, wow, they're about to revolutionize retail. They're about to, you know, release this amazing new thing. And it is like, you need to get in on the ground floor of this while the stock price is low. That's a traditional pump and dump. Is you start, you know, at least dangling a carrot Mm -hmm. of like, you can do something Mm -hmm. or you're going to make amazing profits off of this investment. That's a pump and dump. Um, Is effectively you get a bunch of people to buy in, you sell your shit out while the price is high and then everyone else takes the loss for you. Right. But here's the more interesting thing going on. Mm-hmm. No one's dropping GameStop. They're just propping that stock up even more. Mm-hmm. We are continuing to see it rise as this gets more news coverage. Like everybody wants this stock now. Problem is, is all the hedge funds had it set for a low buyout. Example, I own um, TDD, T, you know, TTD. It's a shipping company. I think it's a wonderful shipping company. It's like three seventy-five a share. I have an order, standing order. It says if it gets to seventy-two cents, sell. If it gets to fifty dollars, sell. When the socket, when GameStop hit a price, all the hedge funds sold. Everyone else bought them. Whoop! That stock price went up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These yeah, are well, that... They weren't included in on the private conversation. Of course, you know, if they'd done anything, listened to anything about the stock, they would have known that. I think we'll see Microsoft stock shoot up. I think AMC and theater management companies, they've been begging for the government's aid and they're not getting it. So this individual people are investing in it. Mm-hmm. Do I think well, that there's a problem? Yes, with the hedge funds. Yeah, they're doing it amongst themselves. Mm. And they're doing it based on all of these uh, short sales. Yeah. Like that's, the, like, that's the great big thing is like, duh. It, okay, the closest thing I can think of right now is, do you remember back over the summer? Well, back actually earlier last year. The guys that were driving around buying all the hand sanitizer, all the Clorox wipes, all the blah, blah, blah. And they're putting it out for sale for like $100 a bottle. Like they went to their local Dollar Tree, they cleared the shelf, maybe spent 200 bucks, and they're now selling it for like $100, a couple hundred dollars for this, blah, blah, blah. This is sort of the situation it was in, as in it went out that, hi, you can buy this at this incredible, you know, thing because no one's going to do it. 
and then someone did it and a lot of people did it and uh -huh. all of a sudden this is where we're at it's the same kind of scenario because uh -huh. it's ridiculous like if you in 2019 said bottle of hand sanitizer a hundred dollars everyone would have been <laughs> i think you had a couple of zeros there dumbass not okay click add to cart mm -hmm. all right but what they're doing however and people don't understand unless you read life of reports gamestop was has filed bankruptcy they were going to be closing their stores now they're coming out of bankruptcy in a stronger marketplace Mm -hmm. These stock investors bailed out GameStop. Effectively. Yeah. Made GM look like... made, And guess what? They'll get profit. They'll get continual profit from it. This is why on Tuesday, I said, buy stock in things that you buy. If you buy babies Mattel toys, go buy stock in Barbie. Yeah. Procter and no, Coca-Cola. Yeah, support the companies you use. That's, again, mm -hmm. um, one of those things. But, you know, it, it doesn't help if you're part of a stock club, um, you know, a, a, a little investors group, in which you figure out there is a very exploitable little loophole here. Uh-huh. And it ain't, and, and it's not illegal. Nothing, that's the argument everyone's having right now is they, they like Wall Street is trying to turn this into like an, like an illegal act yeah. that has occurred. And it's like, no, that's not what happened. Like, that is so not what happened mm -hmm. that none of it. Oh, but the weird trivia point, the weird trivia point. Up until he went to prison and, of you know, of course, lost his, you know, stock trading account and a few other things. Uh, uh, Pharma Bro was part of that group. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not lost his store portfolio. Oh, Pharma Bro store portfolio is held in trust until he gets out of prison. Yeah, but it's not like he can call up and be like, hi, buy me a few shares of uh, GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I oh, I doubt it. Oh, yeah. I think after like some of the crap he's pulled, I doubt he gets to really do much more than get like a nice little like IRA or money market return on his investment. Like it is all into a nice like dumbass portfolio. No, it's the same as like when someone else was the head of a trust. All she has to do is pick the phone up and act for the trust. Well, true. He's not the head of his own trust. Well, I mean, as in he can petition, he can ask. He can tell her. But it's like, well, no, because if it's a trust, you have a trustee that makes the dis the ultimate call. Right. Like and the trustee if, is just a phone call. But that doesn't mean they do it. Again. I'm just saying. But anyway, I'm, back to AOC and yeah. me really liking her, like, Maybe not 2024, but 2028, she'd be an evil ticket. Just saying. True. Um, 
So her and Ted Cruz agreed that there should be an investigation of this and an investigation of the stock market and what the stock market, the hedge funds have been doing to the stock market. Mm -hmm. She said, nope, sorry, don't want to work with you because, oh, yeah, you tried to kill me a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 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 She, she was like straight up like, I'll work with anyone. It's a bipartisan issue. But if you tried to kill me. Yeah. I deal with you. <laughs> Love that part. Yes. But yes. Yes. Now, you know, our lovely representative of West Virginia, Republican Alex Mooney, what is he posting about? Pro-life bullshit. Oh, of course. Can we please, please get a recall in West Virginia for this representative? He is a numbskull. He is an idiot. He is misleading the people, and he is a trumplican. Basically. But no, like, welcome to West Virginia. This is kind of where a lot of our voters are at. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, no, this is what we voted for. This is what we wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, quit killing them babies. Mm-hmm. Not oh yeah, let's not also kill our representatives, throw over our government until our votes that aren't worth anything. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, but I do have to say there is one shit show a little bit he heavier than he is, and it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She keeps getting better by the second. Yeah. Like Crusher is mounting the GOP is quiet because they know it's going to come down to a vote. She mm -hmm. may be out. Basically where she's at right now. Can I can I, can I just say, did, does anyone want to go back to like, I don't know, like pre-2016? Like, you know, just, just uh, hear me out for a second. When, okay. when, when we thought Sarah Palin and like Michelle Bachman were going to be like the worst. Like mm -hmm. they like this was the bar, like, and no one's gonna be able to like dig it up and then go under it. Mm -hmm. like, this is the bar for like crappy, crappy, crappy candidate. Right. And then like here we are in 2021 going, I'm now starting to fondly remember Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman. Right. <laughs> like that's where I'm at right now. Like, they seem cute in comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems cute. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, bless their hearts. It's more like, oh, they're such idiots. Can we start requiring an IQ and a mental test for anybody running for office? Well, the, uh... But, I mean, at least it was entertaining when, you know, they opened their mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, no one actually felt truly threatened by them. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, my God. Like, really? Okay, they're still here. All right. You know, this is what we're working with. Okay. Just saying. Uh-huh. But, yeah. But, no. Um she needs pulled and i think that we are going to see that i think we may start seeing 
something we haven't seen since McCarthyism. I think we may start seeing McCarthy-style trials for these representatives and investigations. Well, but rightfully so. Yes. I like. Ugh. I always hate McCarthyism because McCarthyism was technically just a witch hunt. Like, that's all it was. It was a bunch of, for the most part, very little did it turn up in the way of, like, substantial, substantial mm -hmm. like, meaningful cases of, like, communism. Mm -hmm. What it became was, you know, before the Red Scare was the Lavender Scare, in which we threw all the gays out of D.C. No, we just moved like, to the, the Alexandria and raised the house prices. Well, yeah, but the basically the the number of um, LGBTQ mm -hmm. who were in D.C. in government who had government jobs mm -hmm. were very very high prior to McCarthy, right? Um, and then all of a sudden that became a security risk. Suddenly there were a lot of like most of the gays were out of politics. Mm -hmm. And then we turned around and went through the Red Scare. The mm -hmm. Red Scare was communism. And we basically went through in the same kind of way with like loose accusations mm -hmm. and digging through people's pasts, looking for any kind of link to anything that might sort of sound like communism. Mm -hmm. At which point it... Not a lot really turned up there. No. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people got blacklisted. A lot of people suffered a lot of consequences unnecessarily. Well, and and when I say that, that's the easiest one to reference to because we haven't seen this since the Civil War. True. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It's just I know the connotation that like McCarthy has. Right. And it's like before we go there, like this isn't a witch hunt. This is literally there were people supporting, you know, a, an insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah. Like, here's the problem. Okay. I don't believe people will understand the Jessabiah trials. I don't think people will understand the words, the trials of Alexander Graham. That's why I said McCarthy out trials. That's where they're actually trying these people and going, all right, just why were you at Trump Plaza last the night of June 5th? Yeah. What was said during that that meeting? Can you explain this picture? Can you explain this tweet? Can you explain this tweet? What was this meaning of this voicemail? Well, I think the closest you would get to that in a direct comparison would be, what, Nuremberg trials? No, because we won't have a panel of three judges. Nuremberg had a panel of three judges that asked the questions. We'll have to go American style here, unfortunately, so everyone gets a lawyer, everyone gets a jury trial, and it's like, oh, please. Well, yeah. But still. So, as everyone knows, on January 6th, the unemployment rate went up. And it's still there. Apparently, working in Trump's White House is bad for your resume. Normally, when you leave the White House, you can basically write your ticket to any company you want. 
they're finding it hard. Well, and some people in particular, Sarah Huckabee Sanders especially. Mm -hmm. But then again, you have to look at what she did. Like she was more than happy to repetitive to like repeatedly lie mm -hmm. over and over and over. I'm sorry, that's not called you know that that's not a partisan thing. Mm -hmm. Like you stood there, and regardless of who the president was, you lied repeatedly, right? Over and over despite glaring evidence that you are lying. Mm -hmm. That kind of makes it hard to sell yourself in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Like, what well, did you expect? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, file your unemployment, hope that Joe Biden's nice to you and you get your unemployment. Yes. Well, and then there's Conway. Yes. Now let's talk about this situation, but we have to talk about this situation sensitively. Okay. So Conway, motor mouth of the White House, got thrown off the view because she wouldn't shut up. Believe me, Joy Behar tried to be patient. I, I, it has been a while since I have seen a lovely New York lovely lady hold her tongue as well as Jory Bayhart did in that interview. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I think she's a child abuser. Her daughter last year filed for emancipation from her parents and couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. This year, within this past, past week, week and a half, the story's been developing. Conway posted a picture of her daughter, topless. 16-year-old. Yeah. Well, there's a little more to this. Okay. That was on Conway's Twitter account. Mm -hmm. On Kellyanne Conway's. Yeah. Claudia had been using her, her own TikTok. Claudia has her own TikTok account. This is the daughter's name. Um, has her own account where she has been recording Kellyanne, screaming at her, calling her all kinds of names, absolutely terrorizing her, and got, you know, this is what seems to be the retribution. Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah. So... I'm back to my position. If a child can provide for themselves, they should be able to be emancipated and it should be done at the fees of the government. Yeah. Well, and it's then there's Gary Conway, who, you know, was already not on good terms with his wife, I'm sure. Right. Like, that's been fun for a while now. Um, basically, has jumped in the middle and is trying to, like, you know, go to your corners, ladies. Mm -hmm. Go to your corners. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, this gonna be, whew. this kind of harkens back to like the Sarah Palin, like her son and her daughter, and like all the like drama there. Yeah, like it because it just kept like it. Well, and I think it even still kind of keeps going. Right. 
like what is it? Uh, what Trent, Trevor, something Trent. with the team. Yeah, Palin is apparently like you know a complete train wreck. Right. And then Bristol Palin like got knocked up, got with her boyfriend, then they weren't together, and like I don't think anyone can keep up with that one. Like it's a whole like trailer park Sunday. Right. But yeah, I think that's where the Kelly, like the the Conway family, is right now. Right. Is like the this is unraveling quickly. Well, and you know, social services have been called in. The police are doing an investigation. The daughter's had to shut down her social media. Mm -hmm. The mother's been told to shut down her social media. I smell legal action. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something makes me wonder if there's not just going to be a divorce and like Kellyanne Conway loses all custody and rights. Well, it would be nice if there would be a divorce. It would be nice if the child was emancipated because you know the, the father ain't a prize winner either. No, no, but just no. True, very true. I just kind of keep hoping, like maybe he's just been kind of stuck in this merry-go-round circus and got a little caught up in it. Mm -hmm. Like he almost seems like he he is like between the two, like the better parent, mm -hmm. but also the one that's a little more grounded in reality. Like right. you know, may not be the best. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like best parent ever. You know, number one dad. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's there, but at least good enough to get that. Okay, mistakes were made, issues were had. This this the circus has got to end. Mm -hmm. We got to all grow up real quick, and she ain't gonna. Right, as in Kellyanne. Yeah, she ain't gonna. She ain't gonna continue. Yeah, she she really needs to have charges. I cannot believe that. Yeah, really? Well, but then again, we're all making the assumption that these were pictures of her daughter that Kellyanne somehow had. Well, and how she got them was she took them from the daughter. She takes the daughter's phone quite often um, and inspects it. Okay. Oh, and she transferred the pictures from the child's phone to her phone. Okay, so basically this is a situation of the child is a producer of child pornography. Her mother is now a distributor of child pornography. Correct. Ouch. Yeah, that's not that's not a good position to be in for either one of them. Well, the more problem is the mother. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, luckily Twitter took it down. Well, of course. Yes, they moderate their content. Yes, they do. Yes. But, yeah. So, wild week in political news, guys. <laughs> yeah. And then we go on to, you know, Wednesday the 21st was Remembrance of the Holocaust. Yes. And once again, through all the remembrances, they... And I am not saying this badly because it's a very detrimental situation. Mm-hmm. But the Jews weren't the only ones in the concentration camps. They weren't the only ones that lost their lives. They weren't the only ones performed experiments on. And those were 
terrible experiments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Holocaust deniers, which I do not know how you deny 10,000 pairs of shoes stacked up there, skeleton bodies. This is an, and also we have schools that do not teach the Holocaust. How do you not teach this? I think it falls in the category of these are like the same people that will be naked having sex with someone and get caught by their spouse and say the words, it's not what it looks like. It's like, really, what else could it be? Yeah. What else could it be? What what, what, what are you going to tell me? Right. Like you were taking a shower, she was changing clothes, you slipped on a bar of soap, and you fell with an erection into her? Like, what are you going to say at this point to make it look like it is not what it looks like? Right. Like, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But this is what happens when we whitewash history. We see this with them wanting to white rush um, Black History Month and, you know, paint slavery not as bad as it was. It's like there were multiple versions of American slavery. Some of people, people don't get that. But there was slavery in one part of the South that is different from slavery in another part of the South. Okay. And a lot of what we see now of antebellum slavery... That was that was Louisiana slavery style. That was not like North Carolina. There were different laws, different regulations, comparative on where you live. All of it was destructive. And if we don't teach it, we will repeat it. We came very close with this last administration of repeating Germany here in the United States. Well, and there's some people that argue that we're still there. Yeah. That, that you know, that this is kind of sort of, we, we have a Hitler. He lost an election. Mm-hmm. And that's like, mm-hmm. yay on that part. Yay, lost the election. Um, but the fact that there are that many people still supporting that are not getting it. Right. That's a problem. That's a major problem. Right. And Uh, that's why we can't unify yet. No. We need punishment. We need removal before we can unify. Yeah. Like, this cannot be acceptable. Otherwise, in 10 years, he'll throw a Q, uh, another Q, say the word. Pardon? Say the Q word. I'm missing which one. When you overthrow the government. Um. Ah. What happened on January the 6th? Insurrection. Um. Coup. 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 Sorry, you said the Q word. And I'm like, I'm running through every Q word in my head. And I'm. uh, (laughs) Yeah. But no. Hitler lost an election, and then 10 years later, he threw over a coup and executed all the government officials. Knowing that Trump watches a lot of TV, he's most likely been tuned into the History Channel taking notes. Seems to have definitely been. Yeah. 
like hi kind of in our backyard like almost literally mm-hmm. you know there was that weird like you know trump boy scouts of america thing uh-huh that like even then we were kind of sitting here like does this not sound like hitler's youth yeah looks like, like it. this is sounding really really like strangely oddly similar to that mm-hmm. like and it's happening just down the road from us yes like what the hell Right. Where do we live? What is going on? Like, is there going to be a wall? <laughs> like, and I say that and I laugh right now, but I'm serious. Like, is there going to end up being a wall? Um, right. You know, like east, west, you know, like, uh, I'm a little worried here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's a little scary. That shouldn't happen. Right. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had, for those that, were not pro- taught fully gays bisexuals romney anybody with psychic abilities that wouldn't work for the nazis jewish people muslim people african-american people were all sent to the concentration camps well africa do you catch people Germany. with disabilities as well no, and the people with disabilities of any form. Yeah, physical or like mental, like as in uh, people who had mental disease and then people who had what were then called mental defect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a large group of people. Granted, a very large portion of them were Jewish. Yes. And I think that's where it gets kind of stuck at right. is because it was so devastating specifically mm-hmm. and horrifically and numerically large, like, bam, to that community mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. is why a lot of the focus gets put there right? Um, without, like, going into the rest of the story of, like, how the fuck this happened. And there's a lot of parallels between the U.S. today and, like, 30s-era uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. But also, there was a lot of things, and, you know, Dottie says that she knows she would have been there. Yeah, we would have been part of, we would have been, at that time, experimented on. Because mm-hmm. we have you have proven psychic abilities. So that's where they come up with the ice bath. They come up with the cotton in the mouth. They come up with putting needles in your body to see if it increases the psychic abilities. A lot of those weirdo experiments came out of there. But then on the other side of that, we had Hitler stealing from another religion. Mm-hmm. You know, the Germanic religions, trying to use their words and actions of power and blending them into um, the occult, from the occult, blending them into his power mantra and attempting to see things if he could use that to his benefit. And of course, that's tainted a lot of Germanic practices. That's tainted the runes. That's tainted the view of the runes. That's tainted the view of the tarot. Now, we were experimented on. Well, but then comes the question is, where might you have ended up in this? 
would you have ended up like experimented on and either died from the experimentation or you know been shot or would you have ended up like unwillingly but self-preservation mm -hmm. effectively working for the nazis no it wouldn't have worked for the nazis um and experimentation and then either to the camps are shot um, well, and I think the argument that Dottie is making is if you're not willingly participating in the experimentation, mm -hmm. you're dead weight. Right. That like, and that seems to be a lot of where, like, like Hitler's philosophies were, mm -hmm. was that people are either productive, mm -hmm. or they're dead weight. Mm -hmm. And you know, like. All no. right, if you're not productive and helping me, then you're dead. You're yeah. dead to me. You're useless to me. Go get away from me. Yeah. Like and, then then and I'm saying that strictly from a this was like part of Hitler's theories. Right. Um, and, which are totally like mental, but yeah. there is like a method to the madness. Yeah. Like, and, you know, he had a lot of backing scientists and what they would do with the ones that were psychic is after they killed them, either from the experiment or from just killing them, mm -hmm. then they would be dissected. That's how, like, information about how psychic abilities come from the penile line, which is in the middle of the brain, which is where the third eye is. Gee, wonder where this... Wonder where they figured that out at. Um comes from absolutely yeah and you know and something i go off to on a lot and on off on here today mm -hmm. all the scientists and experimentals and mad scientists after the war was over weren't shot they were brought to america and began influencing our medical science in well in mathematics programs it is a large part of how we you know ended up doing so well in the space race it is part of how we ended up with uh the atomic bomb if i remember correctly yeah, we, had it, we had it before them sorry i sometimes my history gets jumbled yeah uh, and medical science oh which part ashley Sorry, there with the delay, it's hard to catch sometimes. Yeah, medical science. That's why mm -hmm. you know, France early on COVID noticed that smokers weren't getting COVID. Then we have doctors in the United States going, "Oh, if you smoke, you're ten times more likely to it." Some of that is very true. Um, well, there's a lot of issues with with like systemic racism in medicine, um, and a lot of that comes from like the disadvantages um, that have a, that occurred historically in you know access to medicine to start with. Um, as well as, um, you know, there, there's kind of a doubling there. Um, one, you also had um, if African Americans, especially, 
being used as test subjects. Um, you know, I believe it's the Tuskegee experiment mm -hmm. um, in which, you know, that, that just go look that up. Um, <laughs> that's its own wow moment. Um, but then you've also historically seen a lot of separation, you know, sort of like the, you know, blacks only, whites only um, kind of experience for medicine. Mm -hmm. And a large, there were, you know, kind of separate separation of medical practices. Um, and that's assuming you had the money to afford healthcare in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we still go through it. Blacks yeah. go through it, gays go through it, any special group that we go through it. Yeah, I've been looking well, at it. Well, and in in reality, what you're gonna you know, always face in the world is you know the average person that the world is built for is somewhere between a you know five foot four white female and a five foot nine to five foot ten white male mm -hmm. that's what the whole world's built around and somewhere between like 130 and 185 pounds mm -hmm. like that's what we have built this world around and if you start straying out of those in any direction and an assumption of heterosexual with children always being implied, mm -hmm. that's what the whole world's built around. That's everything we're doing. That's what we do with our taxes. That is what we are doing with our, you know, like even cameras do like, here's a fun one. If, if you've never noticed this, cameras are racist. Mm -hmm. This is a fun one for people to learn. Your camera, whether it's on your phone or, you know, you have a nice DSLR, your camera is racist. It is technically calibrated to take pictures of white people. You will go through a lot of struggle with balancing. Um, yes, I said cameras are racist. Um, you actually have to, uh, to photograph people of color. Um, you actually have to make settings changes. Otherwise, you start having problems getting appropriate detail because that camera has been perfectly balanced for white skin tones. Mm -hmm. It does not know what to do with um, other races. Mm -hmm. We have a hell of a time with my camera. Like the one you guys see me filming on, mm -hmm. you walk into the, the, if, you know, Joe were to show you in the living room, his light is fully white. Mm hmm. Yeah. My camera, my ring light has to be almost set to a dawn setting for it to pick my face up. And it took us mm -hmm. forever to figure out what the problem was. Mm hmm. Just because his skin tone is darker than mine. He has a, what I call a permatan. Yeah. You know, I, like just that little extra bit of melatonin is enough. It throws that camera off. Yep. And he can look 
like just a block of like non-contoured, no detail. Just there's a head. Mm-hmm. There's an arm. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't be seeing like you know his cheekbones or you know clean nose lines or lip lines. Yeah. Yeah. Took this forever. So it's a little bit of a uh, of a misnomer, and I get that to say that cameras are racist, but effectively, they programmed are. They're programmed and balanced, and they do not detect differences in skin tone. And, and, and GoPro went through it, and Logitech went through a big problem when they started the facial recognition because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. So you actually do have to go and like screw with settings a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, to get appropriate, like, especially doing portrait, um, like natural light photography works a little better. Um, the camera has more light to work with and it typically does a little better. If you're doing portrait photography, oh boy, mm-hmm. you got to sit here and start playing with camera settings to prevent people from looking just like color flat. Mm-hmm. Like you're just, you're here. Yep. Can't really identify you from it. You're not, you know, looking your best. But yeah, you're there in the photo. So guys, you know, take some time, do some research. If you have children, please teach them about the Holocaust. Yes. All of the Holocaust. Not just parts of it. Not just pieces. Absolutely. And be honest about it. Like, just, it was horrible. Right. Like, the, and there's, I don't think anyone should be spared from that. Hi, Emily. Glad you made it here. Meow. Oh, and Brenda points out uh, that, yeah, she ends up having to adjust settings. And it can. It can take a while to fix that. Uh, Sorry, back on the racist camera thing. Um, It can take a while to rebalance color in photos, um, especially if you don't catch it in the beginning. Oh, Ashley wants to know, has retrograde started? Yes, it has. Yes, yes, it has. So, Emily, why was you a rough day? Yes. What happened? If you want to share. If you, well, true. Yeah. Yay. Oh, I got to attack the invisible assistant. I ran out of coffee. Tell him to duplicate it. Times two. So this weekend is the Wendy Williams documentary. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, is this, like, how much of Wendy Williams is this going to be? Um, this will be, the documentary is supposed to be up to the present day. Oh, wow. Now, is she just the subject of it, or is she, like, calling all the shots on it? She was the executive producer. She always takes the executive producer on her. So she's calling 95% of the shots. 
Oh, God. Is she going to, like, actually, like, own her shit, though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, she's... that's my thing is sometimes, like, I I know you love Wendy Williams. Yes. And to some degree, I understand, like, I find her a lovable person. Mm-hmm. But I also think sometimes, like, she doesn't necessarily own her shit. Like, she kind of sometimes forgets that, like, yeah, it took two to tango on that girl. Well, no, I think that a good bit of it, mm-hmm. she couldn't. I mean, because, you know, she had him all wrapped in her business. Wrapped in her business. And she had to slowly merge him out of it. Oh, gosh, Emily. I absolutely hate to hear that. Um, But, yes. Oh. I, I totally understand where he's at right now. That's got to be a horrible, horrible place. Yeah. Um, so, I... I <sighs> virtual hugs is all yes. unfortunately we have and we are sending those in droves um yeah um i'm very much looking forward to the documentary there's also a tlc movie i'm gonna see if i can watch it too um but no i am a fan of her and i'm a fan of her for three reasons one she talks trash two she knows her shit and three, she taught that husband a thing or two. Well, yes. Yes. Emily, I am so sorry about grumpy grumpy grandma. Oh, hopefully it's peaceful and comfortable and things can get a little bit better and things will look up. Um, love and hugs with you. Love and hugs with grumpy it's hard. It's always hard. But we also, and this kind of ties in morbidly to the next thing I wanted to talk about. We shared out on Psychic Coffee Shop a video from Ask the Morticia that was basically an SOS to the government. Because we've been talking about unemployment. We've been talking about stimulus checks. We've been talking about food stability. I think the government has forgotten something. Yeah. Majorly. Ooh, sorry. And Grumpy Tank is a Scorpio. It's a full moon. And he has all the emotions. Mm-hmm. And he will for about two months. Yeah. They do have in-home hospice. Um, so they are thankful that she's not alone in a nursing home right now. I can certainly understand that. Yeah. Or a hospital. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm, and this is my curiosity because I have been through the hospice situation. Um, well, we both have, um, like the, not looking for like a list of attendees, um, so to speak, but like, does the person that is with her also have some support? Like, is there a second person with her right now? So that, you know, they're not all alone is what I'm basically saying. Well, that's why they have in-home hospice. I believe that that, locate, that area's hospice does what I thought that your hospice should do. Which okay. is have somebody there. 
Yeah, no, I didn't have that. No, you had um, the shittiest hospice ever. I I had like semi-reliable delivery service of like diapers, pads, and like stuff like that. Yeah. That occasionally came out and gave her a bath. Like that was my two week experience. And that involved like a holiday where everyone just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And like the best thing I can say about it is actually one of the home health suppliers, not hospice. Um, because my grandmother's oxygen concentrator went out and they literally were there in the amount of time it took to drive from their office to our house with a brand new one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, y'all are amazing. Yeah. Cause that was like, like two o'clock in the morning, this oxygen concentrator failed. Yeah. Okay. So two of the children are there. They're, they are medically trained and they're trading off duties. I am thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know for the two weeks with my grandmother, it was really, really crazy because the services we thought we were going to get was not what we got. Yeah. Um, it was like I almost drove down there a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean, not that it's ever a great situation. Like, it, it's never a great situation. Like, you mm-hmm. call it hospice. It's not a great situation. Yeah, but northern hospice is better than southern hospice. I hate to say that, but it is. I, like, I... It was not what I thought it would be. Like. Yeah. Not that I expected someone to be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That wasn't what I was really expecting. But it was like everything we could do to get someone to come out when we needed stuff. Right. You know, like I'm sitting there over a holiday weekend. I have three, you know, and this is getting explicit or not explicit, but TMI. Um, But I ended up spending like three days with three diapers. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not a thing that should happen ever like that. Like when you're having to sit there and actually like try to figure out, like, do I like use this one or do I wait? Great. I'm so glad they, that they do have the uh, financial situation to do this properly. Yeah. And do it well. Yeah. But Northern, I'm sorry. I have worked for Northern Hospice. I've had clients up there in Parkersburg area at one time. I had clients up in Marmette at one time. I had clients, I was part of client services in Columbus. Mm -hmm. They are fabulous up there. Someone's there, someone's cooking, someone's doing something. Down south, I don't know what got messed up in the hospice situation down in Southern West Virginia or even into Virginia, as I understand. Um, they were crap. Well, it, for me, what I noticed is a lot of the stuff, uh, well, like, like let's take, um, like in-home non-hospice care. Um, like the, the service that I was using was based in Beckley. Everything was based out of Beckley and it was a massive inconvenience for anyone to come deal with us. Mm-hmm. 
Um, as for hospice uh, services, the one we used was local, but they were so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And that's like the, like Mercer County, that's kind of the thing. Um, because I had it explained to me that, you know, Mercer County Commission on Aging mm -hmm. receives funding to help a thousand people a year. Mm -hmm. And they could effectively qualify 6,500 a year mm -hmm. that were in need of services. Mm -hmm. Like that's the position, like the Southern part of the state is kind of in mm -hmm. is high demand, low amount of funding and very few people to go around right well and it's like the morticia you know as Mortitia was saying is where are the disaster recovery people um where are you know the people where are the frozen trunks you know why isn't the government stepping up to take care of the victims of covid they're not right and, and the, specifically she was talking from death care yeah um, in terms of like the story, you know, like that she tells in the video, if you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. But if you haven't watched it was a family got sick, a family member in, you know, that family passed away. They could not find a, um, mortuary to come take the body. Like, can you imagine the situation in which this is already bad enough? Like, the world is already bad enough. Um, you have a family member die of COVID at home who couldn't go to the hospital because they don't have insurance, so they couldn't get medical treatment to start with. And then they die at home, and now you're having to sit there not by your own choosing, because there are options for death at home. That's a form of, you know, death care is, you know, managing, you know, the, the uh, after death process at home. Um, not choosing that, but literally being stuck. Well, not only that, but a police officer has to come and sit with the body until the coroner picks it up or funeral and they don't have it. They do not have it. There's We're hearing this time of the nurses in Chicago. The mm -hmm. Chicago nurses have, the LA and Chicago nurses have been working 19, the, they've used emergency, what's called emergency medical crisis situation, which means they can work a nursing staff for 19 hours mm -hmm. on. 19 hours mm -hmm. in critical care that's unheard of and what they're afraid to do what they're afraid is going to happen out of this and the nurses union seem to get into recruiting yes asap is they're afraid that they're going to stay this way yeah well and i think she also made a really great point about um it's sort of like the government has treated it as like private industry was going to you know pick up the slack here. Mm -hmm. No, this isn't life as this better not be life as normal. Right. This better not be the new normal. Right. Because if this is the new normal, then yes, you would expect private industry to pick up the slack. One, that's going to take time. Mm -hmm. But two, if private companies start doing that, 
what happens when this is all over? Uh-huh. And this is like a hundred year flood kind of situation. This is not going to happen for another hundred years. Mm-hmm. How do these company, how, how do these mortuaries, how does this private industry solution pay off all the extra space, refrigeration, you know, like adding in a second uh, crematorium? Like how does this private industry go forward? Mm-hmm. If they sink all their money or, mm-hmm. or commit themselves to the obligation of hiring all the staff, building bigger, you know, spaces, bigging, uh, building bigger, you know, storage. Um, how did they go forward? Like, that's not going to happen. Like no sure. one can sit there and go for a 100 year event. What we hope is a 100 year event. Right. You know, you're not going to, Literally, you're going to die of natural causes if this doesn't kill you first. You're going to die of natural causes before your industry ever sees another time like this. Right. But see, the other problem with this is even if they wanted to build additional crematories, it has to go through EPA regulations, all these other board meetings and everything. Yeah. Well, that's very true. And that is a large problem with death care. Um, And especially when those are populations that are heavily hit, um, because Mm -hmm. what Emily is just mentioning, because we are talking about Los Angeles, it's a large, densely populated city. And there's a significant population of homeless and immigrants who can't pay for unexpected funeral services, even if private mortuaries could take them. Right. But that also becomes part of, like, one, these are also the hardest hit, most vulnerable groups. These were the very same people who were called heroes, who were called frontline workers, who were called essential, um, that end up not having health care and not having enough money to live other than paycheck to paycheck, and even then, not really. Um, like they're bare bones minimum there. Now, what would normally happen is, yes, you would see some form of like indigence, um, you know, happening, you know, and in, in, in a balanced way throughout that area's uh, funeral services mm-hmm. to, you know, like covering like Jane Doe's and, you know, um, people who are literally indigent, they cannot afford, you know, to, their family doesn't have the money. Right. And no one has the ability to step up and be like, I will agree to pay for this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, in that situation, you would see some of this being handled right now. This is the largest influx that's hitting mm-hmm. and there's no money. Right. And the so standard again, private industry, what <laughs> yeah, in the standard bare bones pick up body, put in crematory, return ashes is four thousand dollars. In that area. In that area. Here it's twelve hundred, by the way, but it's four thousand dollars. Oh, it depends upon who you know. Again. But they and then you know they have regulations on how many they had regulations on how many cremations they could do a day. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The government day 
one day release those regulations says run those crematoriums if you have to all and they are running them 24 hours a day they're not even letting the bricks cold well and then you have the long-term consequences yeah um which we've uh i believe seen happen in west virginia i think it was west virginia that they got into that scandal many years ago um in which um effectively that's going to put a strain on that equipment yeah i mean they can't get replaced right now yeah it breaks down they can't get parts for it You know, it's definitely a not in my backyard thing in cities. It's definitely a not in my backyard anywhere in the state of West Virginia to have a crematorium. You must be attached to a graveyard. Okay. I did not know that part. Yeah. Um, but well, no. Yeah. You can have a crematorium in a funeral home without a graveyard, though, can't you? Nope. Really? really dang okay huh i haven't thought about that um but no i'm sorry i lost a train of thought there oh but yeah yeah but no this is going to end up creating a lot of problems yeah like 20 like funeral one that's not a situation that mortuary employees are used to like the you know that that's kind of like a once a decade kind of situation when there's a math casualty situation and they get slammed like you know every funeral home gets a little heavy you know that's like a plane crash that's like you know an entire school bus runs into a school bus mm-hmm. horrific horrible situation but that's like a one week kind of thing not a this is bad and getting worse and it's just gonna keep going so i i think it definitely creates a problem Mm -hmm. um in terms of how long are these uh each of these mortuaries going to be able to keep this pace right before the equipment starts to fail Mm -hmm. land starts to fill up Pardon? Land starts to fill up. They have well, some freezers people. start to fill up. Yeah. Um, and freezers are already full. Right. Freezer truck, you know, the coroner got brought, the governor brought cor- freezer trucks in for the coroner to have until the funeral homes picked up the bodies. Mm-hmm. And we've seen images of that. New York got news slapped for putting bodies over on um, Peace Island. Doing the mass burials there Mm -hmm. that have been going on forever. Well, and it's a... And again, this is kind of that 100-year flood stage of an event Mm -hmm. in which painfully there's no good solution. Like, not everyone's going to end up happy. No. Like, this is not death as usual. You know, to, like, twist a phrase, it's not death as usual. 
-hmm. we knew this as far back as like this time well little later than now but like february march ish of last year you know when when we're dealing with family members that you know someone in their family died and they're telling us the funeral's limited to five people mm -hmm. and this poor grieving widow is one of the five and she's having to like deal with the reality that you know how do you choose right how, how do you choose five people four other people to attend a funeral mm -hmm. that are allowed to pay their respects mm -hmm. like their siblings your kids right what do you do with that mm -hmm. well and then you have you know other situations going on there's more fallout to this and mm -hmm. going on in psychic coffee shop chat and i didn't say much about it okay fine if some things are going on i don't say much about mm -hmm. people please use your brains yeah. one wear a mask i deleted a few oh no mask for me comments i'll delete them from here two Vitamin D has been deficient in the human race since the early 90s. We do not get enough vitamin D because we work more office jobs. We are not out in the fields as our ancestors were. Potassium is probably number one on the vitamin deficiency list. Guess what? Neither one of those prevent COVID. Doesn't have anything to do with it. Doesn't have anything to do with it. Two separate things. Like that's not a that's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's well, I, that is a thing. That's well, a very deadly thing. It's like magnesium, potassium. Uh, potassium's deadly both ways. We don't get enough of it, and if you take too much of it, it could kill you. Uh, if you don't have enough magnesium, which oh, how many of us are on the low salt, no salt diets? Yes, that's a thing. Because magnesium and and magnesium helps process vitamin d well and i think the greatest comparison i can make is like the whole takata airbag incident mm -hmm. is not a justification to not wear your seat belt like tell me how you got there from here like that's what i want to understand is how did you get you know in in the corollary how did you get from well there's an epidemic of like vitamin deficiency to i don't need to wear a mask like i don't you that's that's not how that works right there's not a path there that's not a thing there's not a bridge between those two things right one has fuck all to do with the other one has been going on forever this is why yeah. i have forever preached Please buy from a farmer's market. Please buy fresh vegetables if you can. If not, get frozen vegetables. Please cut down your processed foods because they are basically you eating cardboard. Please cook from scratch. Yes, it takes time. Meal prep. Use a slow cooker. An Instapot is a magical item that is a wonderful thing. The Insta Cauldron, I love. 
Please make sure that even if you are on low salt, low sugar, that you use at least both of those. Well, and then rolling meals are a, a very big help. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with the concept, it starts with you cook, like take your Sunday or whatever your day off is, spend it cooking a fair amount of basic foods, like lots of sides, tons of sides. Like all the basic sides you can think of, corn, green beans, peas, carrots, blah, 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 individually. Then as you go through the week, you've got sides for other meals. You have sides you can blend together. You can you have sides you can use in, 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 as ingredients. Mm -hmm. Here's an example. And I would do this from time to time. I make a meatloaf. I make it twice the size I need it to be. Mm-hmm. Next day, I make spaghetti sauce out of said meatloaf. Mm -hmm. Next day, said spaghetti sauce becomes chili the next day. Said chili becomes taco salad the next day. Mm -hmm. That's like out of three pounds of meatloaf for two people. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You can roast a chicken today. Tomorrow, you can have chicken salad for lunches all week. You can take some of that chicken, put it into Alfredo sauce, and have chicken Alfredo, you know, depending on the size of chicken. But mm -hmm. this is why there used to be the Sunday dinners. Oh, Ashley needs good ideas for pulled pork and barbecue shredded chicken. She cooked entirely too much. Oh, the wonderful things you can do with that from tacos to salad toppers to. Okay, so you have pulled pork and barbecued shredded chicken. Both of those can go into tacos. You can take that barbecued chicken and make it into a lovely pizza. That pulled pork can become tacos. That pulled pork can get turned into a lovely bowl of chili. And you forgot our favorite, or the one I turned you on to. Okay. The barbecue chicken omelet. Yeah, and you can also put it into omelets. Yep. Um, like, it's surprising the things that, like, and just a side note, we also make a thing called a garbage omelet. He was, like, horrified when I said those words the first time. And I was like, hear me out. Just hear me out. Um, eggs are amazing. They will work happily with virtually any leftover you have. Mm -hmm. They, they will. I, I don't know what it is. Like fish, not so much. Though seafood in general, like shrimp, works beautifully in an omelet. Um, works beautifully in a quiche. Mm -hmm. um works beautifully in a lot of things but most of your basic leftovers like you chop it you dice it you put it on top of eggs and it will taste amazing mm -hmm. like chinese food leftovers or japanese food leftovers beautiful omelet mm -hmm. even the rice yes even the rice you stuff that omelet it is amazing 
Now, Ashley, what I, and Emily brings up a great hack. You can take and pull those hamburger buns apart, lay them on a cookie sheet, put you some meat and cheese on them, stick them in the oven. There's the kid's lunch for today. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you, uh, Brenda brings up a good one, too. And um, these are cafe chips. Mm-hmm. Um, what you do is you take chips or fries, don't care which, you lay them into a bowl. You cover that sucker with that pulled pork barbecue. You throw in some, you know, maybe some, we like to throw, um, oh, what are those little peppers? Oh, the uh, pepperoncinis or pepperoncini the or the banana sweet peppers. Mm -hmm. You throw some nice mozzarella cheese on it, slap that sucker in the oven for about 450 for all five, 10 minutes. Pull that out. You want to talk about delicious nachos? You got delicious nachos on your hands. Yes. It's like, and it all it takes is just being a little, like, just, you know, take a moment, take a risk. Like, what's the worst thing that happens? Like, the whole thing? Well, the, the, that's the best thing that happens. Mm hmm. Is it's like those were amazing, and I want more. That's the best thing that happens. Uh, the worst thing that happens is we go, That was a bad idea, and we're never doing that again. Who wants pizza? Uh huh. The other thing there, and yes, you've cooked it, it can go into a Ziploc bag and go into the freezer. It can stay in that freezer for up to three months. Mm hmm. Well, and the only thing to watch there is on meats, you, if it was frozen to start with and you've cooked it, you can refreeze it and you can cook it one more time. Yeah, you can heat it up one more time. Third time is not going to work. You should not refreeze it and you should not like then try to recook it. It will yeah. not go well. It's a bad, bad idea. Soups are also amazing. Mm -hmm. Especially for yeah. vegetable soup on a Saturday. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, barbecue uh, chicken does actually make a really nice chicken salad. Yeah. Like, it's it's a little different. It's got a lot of kick to it, but oh, yeah. Ooh, I haven't tried their freezer jars. I'll have to check that out. Ooh. Yes. Me like me some freezer jars. <laughs> I like oh, you love jars, period. I love jars, period. I'm a witch. You know, get me rocks, dirt, jars, gold, silver. Precious, precious, precious. Which I finally showed him where to go buy my Christmas presents at. Yes! <laughs> Apparently, I can just go down the camping aisle. Yeah. Like, there is nothing in the camping aisle he is upset about. Like, that whole sporting goods area, I did not realize this till today. I could just literally walk into the sporting goods section and be like, Give me that and bring it home. He'll be happy. Though, do we want to get into why I know this? Sure. <laughs> Let's go for it. So, so I had a great rake up today. Take it away. Wonderful for me. Tell them about my wake up, darling. Yeah, so I... I we woke up this morning, uh, well, this afternoon, technically, but we woke up and there was, was no water in the house. 
and like we have left water dripping just in case because we do run into that like or at least have have had that fear this could happen um it was 14 degrees here last night that or else that was what was called for i believe was 14 uh-huh. um so we you know like we grew up with this like you let the water drip you know try not to freeze the pipes our pipes froze and i'm like okay honey <laughs> We don't have water. And he's like, <laughs> that that was how you woke up. And your first concern was, I know I paid the bill, and I swear to God, if the sewer company cut it off. No, honey, I think it's frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a whole, like, discussion back and forth. And then we ended up... <sighs> We have a little buddy heater. It quit working. We don't, we're, well, you're thinking now it might be the oxygen sensor is like gone out. Gone. So we had to go and find heat to put under the house to defrost. Yes. Which, by the way, guys, if this ever happens, open every spigot you have, whether you're using it or not, mm -hmm. so that as it defrosts, it can release that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that ended up putting us um, for the little propane bottles um, into the uh, camping Camp and uh, 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 oh, sporting goods section. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. There's that I was talking about. There's that I've been talking about. There's that I've been telling you about. There's that I've been telling you about. Ooh, and a rifle with a teal stock. Yeah. It was a 22 short teal stock pump action. Gorgeous gun. Oh, he was so happy. It would look lovely over here in the corner beside my back door. Mm hmm. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, you know, like what goes through my mind in that moment, and I cannot say it in the middle of that Walmart. I just couldn't. I keep thinking about that that uh, 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 TikTok uh, sound that everyone's using of the, you know, what you got, like before you bash on that gay guy, you need to realize that this is the United States of America, and he may reach into his purse and pull out a uh, uh, Purple Passion uh, Smith & Wesson and pump your ass full of, uh, oh, no, you didn't rounds. And I'm like, oh, my God, get me out of this section of the store before he finds the Purple Smith & Wesson. They don't sell it. It's at Roy's Loan. It's $375, and it can be in my hands in three days, and i got to remember to take my passport and my driver's license. Calm down there. <laughs> All I want to know is where you're getting the, oh, no, you didn't rounds. Right there at Roy's. Okay. You ordered them for me, and they come in either pink, blue, or purple tipped. I'm thinking pink. What? Okay, you have a bullet. I know I, I have made ammunition before. Surprising a lot of y'all, I know. Um, 
you can either have a copper or an enamel tip on it. Uh-huh. At the firing piece. They are now coloring them. Okay. So, so let me clarify. Are you talking about the cap on the bullet or are you talking about the actual bullet itself? The cap. Like, the firing, the firing cap. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 I thought you were talking about the, the bullet tip. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, come on. No. Really? In pink? Like, no. That would be awesome, but they come in copper or silver, depending on which type of lead you want to pump into them. Just saying. Oh, God. What? Oh, they can be dipped. Yeah, that's true. No, see, that's what I thought you were talking about. And I was like, that's a commercial thing now. They're doing that now. This is what we're doing now. Okay. Interesting. Shooting a redneck with glare bullets. That's an idea. No. Research that. No, you're not shooting anyone with glitter. No. Glitter dipped bullets. Okay, but you see the problem here. Okay. Okay, do we have to go back through? Seven people are crafting and one person's project involves glitter. How many projects have glitter? Well, I'm sure that it's the type of glitter that has been encased. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, Ashley's all for it. Brenda's all for it. I'm just saying, the minute you get glitter bullets... Uh-huh. Like, you better hope you never have to use one because there's going to be a trail of glitter from the dead body all the way to you. And? Because if I use it, I'm going to be standing there going, mm-hmm. No, I'm going across many out. miles. Like, you're not getting away from it. There's just going to be a line across country of the glitter. Uh-huh. Because that's how glitter works. Oh, it's been a long time, Brenda, since I've done it. I understand the process. Um, but no, it's been a very long time since I've done this. Mm -hmm. um, I do not have any of the equipment to do it. Um, but my brother did teach me. Um, well, story time. Mm -hmm. So Asen and his Uncle Johnny used to go to the firing ranges. Uncle Johnny used to have a problem with raccoons and people coming on his land. So some of his bullets were filled with rock salt. Okay. We definitely could have glitter and rock salt mixed shotgun shells to go into a twenty-two. Of course, I'd want a double barrel. Oh, instead of rock salt, can we use like the uh, uh, pink Himalayan sea salt? Yes, yeah, so they can get a shocker cleansing as they're getting ran out of my house. I think it'd be cool. Yes. I mean, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Oh. Wait, I'm supposed to be the adult in this conversation. No. Wait. Oh, wow. That would be an interesting, I will correct this behavior. 
I'm pretty sure you just found the oh no you didn't round and that is rock salt hot pepper and busted glass uh-huh yep <laughs> that that would definitely be an oh no you didn't mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh so yes you know definitely on my shopping list What? The way I can do chakra cleansings from a distance. It's COVID improved. Then fine. It's a business expense and you can buy it yourself. That's why I know how much the price is. <laughs> oh, God. This is getting worse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure you could hear the guy scream clear down the holler. Yeah. Real sure of that. <laughs> oh. Ooh. So is that a point of you shoot them and then you just go pick them up, you know, like send the cops over to pick them up at the ER? Maybe if they went to the ER, if they're that stupid. Otherwise, well, you listen to the yell. I'm just saying that's where they picked up the the guy that tried to mess with mom on Christmas Eve in a uh, uh, parking uh, in a uh, shopping center. Mm -hmm. Like he tried to take her purse and she gave him a permanent scar across his face. Mm -hmm. They found his ass at the emergency room because <laughs> he had a gash. Because. <laughs> Mom carried uh, her, always walked with her car key like this. Well, that doesn't really demonstrate. Well, granted, we've got, you know, tons of women in the audience. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Someone has explained to them this scenario. Is you walk towards your car like this. If someone messes with you, you are going to slice. Except with the new car keys, they can't do it. You have to use your house key. Well, I still think this was... I don't know. Yeah, I think I could get a good dig in. Like, at least enough to scare the hell out of someone. It may not permanently scar them for life, but it's definitely yep. going to scare the hell out of them. Ooh. Ashley has a question. Okay, Brenda says, nah, Boonies cops wouldn't come out, and family probably picked the glass out. Uh-huh. All right, let's get the cards ready. We'll take Ashley's question. All righty. Go ahead and start. Let me get two more shuffles in. Okay. Oh, All right. I have a storm. My sinuses are draining. Oh, at least we finally got snow. All right. Hit it. All right. Ashley82696. Do you have any ideas of what might be going on with my sleep pattern? I've been fatigued because I can't sleep and my iron is low, but no matter what I do, I can't sleep more than four to five hours a day for the last week or so. Your body is in crisis mode. 
looking at the cards, I would suggest to A, you need to journal and write out whatever you're worrying about before bed. B, also feel like that there's noises or you're waking up because you're on high alert. So I would recommend either TV or a fan to drown that out. And also, darling, a nice hot bath to reduce your blood pressure, which I believe is up also. Okay. Hopefully that helps. Yep. And please, if this continues, consult your doctor. Always. Always. And especially with a low iron count. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but she also has a new baby. Yeah. And I know what it, that's got to, like, I, I know she has other kids, but I know that's still got to keep you on high alert. Right. Like, what's the baby doing? Is the baby okay? Is the baby all right? What's going on with the baby? Is the baby okay? Yep, and the easiest way to put a baby to sleep is lay him on your belly. Mm -hmm. Oh. As in? Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah Sorry, I thought you were talking about laying the baby on their belly, and I'm like, oh no, honey, we have to have a conversation about that one. <laughs> no, your belly. Oh. Oh, and I am just kind of curious. Um, so... Ashley, I do have a question now that it's it's you know been a minute. Um, so when you were at the, like you had the baby, I'm assuming you were at the hospital. Like I know it's COVID, you know 2020 that kind of situation. But did they send you home with a uh, SIDS prevention wrap for the baby, where you basically tie him up like a little burrito? I was just curious. Is he like, doing that up? Well, your direction. We're yeah. not offhand, sure. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Um, that's a kind of a cool thing. It's basically burrito wrapping the baby. Um, and it's used to prevent SIDS. It keeps the baby from rolling over or ending up in a face-down position. Alright, so this is my normal two cure-alls for a fussy baby that will not calm down. Okay. Option one. If you have a dryer, dryers are real great for this. You set the little bouncy thing they have, or the little rolly thing they have, you know, you pack them around in, and you set it on the dryer. And you set that dryer with some good towels in it. You know, the real thumpy kind. Normally calms it down and puts them asleep. The other one will scare the shit out of you. You pick the baby up like a football. And you just walk around the house with them. Okay. Sorry. I was just looking up what she was saying. It Very similar. Very similar. Okay. Yeah. But if you put him, if he gets like that again, you put it your, his head in your hand, his butt on your arm, and you just hold him there and try that. Both of those have worked to calm down the babies I've had. Mm. 
Oh, Minnie Mott was an escape artist. I could see that. Mm -hmm. I can kind of see that. Like, that fits his personality. I think, <laughs> like, and I don't mean that in any bad way about Minnie Mott, but I could see him being like, you want me to do this? Okay, let me work around that. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, plenty of Velcro. Yes. Yes. Um, also putting them on your chest. Put them on your husband's chest. Just thought that one out. Throw the husband in the recliner. Put the baby head right here. Body on your belly, on his belly. Let him rock for a little bit. That may calm him down too. Typically works. Yep. Like, I don't know. I've always had a weird effect on babies. I'm like baby Xanax. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It happens for some people. Like, babies like me and, like, you know, and sleep. <laughs> Probably, because it's about that time. And also, and this will sound weird, Next time, before you give him a bottle next time, check his gums. Oh, that sounds like a growth spurt. Six yeah. times? Yeah. He's producing bones. Like, this may be an inappropriate comment, and I, like, forgive me for saying it. I hope formula. <laughs> like that's all I can say on that one is I hope formula. Um, that is a lot of feeding. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, guys. A reminder: tomorrow is Power Saturday. Um, if you don't already have your appointment, I do have a few slots open. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, I'm gonna, Ashley. I'm going to say this is. And, and young, do with it what you want, but bless your titties. Um, that's all I got for that one is I'm so sorry for you. That is a lot. That is a lot to have to deal with. Anyway, moving right along. Moving on. Tomorrow's Power Saturday. Make sure if you want an appointment, grab it. There will be another Power Saturday sometime in February. All right, y'all, let's flip over for our Patreons. And Patreons, I should have an announcement for you guys later tonight, if not early in the morning. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Brenda needs to sign up for astrology. Yes, you do. Yes. Baristas! Yes. Yes, yes. And I will get to you in just one second. Sorry. Oh, we do want to thank Beverly Walker, Minka G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley Gist, and the Crystal Lotus Shop. Um, if you'd like to learn more about becoming a Patreon sponsor or more about us and the show, please visit pcsbnetwork.com. Yes. And baristas, please remember we had our meeting last night. If you didn't make it, you can go watch the video in the group. Mm-hmm. Because you guys came up with some great changes, and we're going to put those into effect as soon as we possibly can. 
Yeah. Well, at least Ashley laughed at what I said. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here going, mm, I shouldn't say this, but I do feel bad. No. Like, and Ashley, remember, as we're breastfeeding, we're drinking lots and lots of water. Like, truly, that's where the gallon a day comes in. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. I will be seeing you tomorrow. All right, gosh, you guys have a lovely night. Um, tomorrow is Power Saturday. We will be doing lives on this station. Um, Sunday is the Pagan Nexus in bulk, if you're part of Pagan Nexus. We also will have a staff meeting that day and talk about some things to do. And then Monday will be coffee chat with Dottie and Emily, and we'll be talking your business manifest manifesto. You guys have a great night. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, guys. Night.